G'day, it's Monday morning. It's Easter Monday, I believe. It, but it would, it would be hard-pressed, actually, knowing that if uh, you've been punting like I have over the last three days. It's day four of the Festival of the Punt, and I'm joined <laughs> to review the day two of the Championships meeting by Rob Scurry and Mark Roden. Rob, I'll start with yourself. How did you find Saturday from a betting point of view? Did you enjoy the coverage? Did you enjoy the day? Uh, I was... I kind of started off well and then I kind of hit a big roadblock and then you know I, I, you know I did a little bit of damage but not not too much I, I, you know I'm, you know me I'm just betting like a maniac and you guys in Melbourne weren't helping me out too much <laughs> <laughs> the less that's said about that uh, program in Melbourne the, the better uh, mark for yourself I believe you had a successful day it was it wasn't enormous but um, I got into strife early um, overplayed the uh, the Fern Hill Unfortunately, on reflection, shouldn't have done that. But my best of the day was Colette, and that was one of the uh, one of the more painless watches you'll ever have. It absolutely destroyed them. Um, that made I couldn't lose after that. And Contepatiro added a bit of cream later on. But um, yeah, not a bad day, all in all. Yeah, bless Connie. We'll get to her later on. Uh, we'll start at race four. We'll go through towards the end. I'm not sure any of us has too much interest in races one through three. So apologies. To, uh, to anyone who wanted to hear anything about those. But we'll start with race four, which is the Percy Sykes Group 2 for the two-year-old fillies. And look, away game has clearly been the most consistent two-year-old so far this season, starting off in the Magic Millions and just kept rolling on through. Uh, Rob, for yourself, thoughts out of this race? Look, um, I think first we've got to talk about the track, like, you know, it was a heavy nine. I'm not sure what punting forms come up with, but I was kind of optimistic, hoping that it would be a bit better than that, more towards the dead range, but it wasn't. It was heavy off five mils of rain from the day before, six down to a nine, and then we've got this windy gale, plus we've got sunshine. So I'm thinking half, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get a, bit, a little bit better, but it didn't improve all day. So in my mind, I had this away game as a masculine style of filly, maybe not so suited on a heavy track, whereas my old girlfriend, Dame Giselle, and see you soon, more athletic, lightly framed, thought they might skip through it a bit more. So, um, you know, it's bloody championships of the Met wet tracker. Mm. You know, this half the horses aren't suited year in, year out. The track's a disgrace. Uh, and, yeah, I was, I was a bit dark here because, um, yeah, but I sucked into Dame Giselle. Like, the Snow, these Snowden horses... Um, uh-huh. I've got a lot of history with, and I'm, I'm getting a bit sick of them. But, um, yeah, best filly won. Um, I think they're pretty average, though. See you soon. Dame Giselle tied to each other. Very much that sort of group three class, whether they can come on as three-year-olds. I don't know. Mark? Yeah, she's an iron filly away game. She's raced all over the country and just been up forever and keeps producing. She's She's fantastic. She's not, you know, group one class or anything like that, but she's... She's tough and honest and keeps producing. Um, I think you're right about the track. And we saw the same thing happen at Rose Hill when they raced three weeks in a row there. Even uh, they got a couple of really wet days, to be fair. Oh, it, now, you were saying that it wasn't that much rain, but it was still coming up heavy ten and stuff. Yeah, it was. There, there, on that day, there was five mils of rain and, and it went up heavy ten, almost unraceable. Five mils is, yeah. is not much. Yeah. And we're getting the same sort of thing here. So either they've been... I, I know nothing about the preparation, or there's too much, been too much racing on them because th- these tracks are just falling apart. At the, you know, if someone leaves the tap running, so it's yeah, it's it's a worry. Uh, I thought with that big uh, westerly, which is the identical wind 
sell the, the previous that day, that they'd be up the inside, especially in races up to fourteen hundred again. But that didn't really pan out that way either. Um, so I, I ended up backing Vangelic and um, Polizzi, thinking they'd find the fence here. Vangelic's run super actually; it's run really, really well. But just running the you know away game just keeps producing, and that was enough. Um, how many times you back Dame Giselle now, Rob? Uh, look, I, I, I started getting on her uh, in her second prep, and the same day that I backed um, the the champion sprinter at a dollar fifty in the Lightning, I unloaded at her when she loomed up down the straight at about a dollar seventy as well. So that was one of my worst losses ever. So when I'm talking about the champion sprint, I'm talking about Nature Strip in the Lightning, and then um, the little lightly framed filly uh something soon with timmy clark in the in the pastel lolly colors the white and the red one and um that was yeah pretty rough day but yeah that day we got it all back next start when she just held on against um see you soon yeah uh and then maybe a bit more gave then into negative territory in the slipper and now we're into um yeah very negative yeah, it's it's not quite as bad as Cosmic Force. Like he's fucked me way harder. Um, but yeah, uh, just about sick of Dame Giselle. Maybe Fresh is best with her. Well, and what's the common link with Dame Giselle and Cosmic Force? You just beat me to it, Mark. The Snowden Camp. <laughs> so this season they have recorded from seven hundred and eleven starts a win percentage rate of sixteen point three percent, which is one hundred and sixteen winners. Their last 50, they've recorded four winners at a strike rate of 8%. And as you just nailed it right there, Cosmic Force in race yeah. five, the Orofield Sprint, again, well, it was pretty firm late, it must be said. There was no drift on the day. Um, but the hunk, Rob, the hunk did not very much. And look, I mean, it wasn't a uh, ride with too much intent from, from J-Mac, but I don't think it made any difference whatsoever. And the only saving grace for me is... I managed to chop out on Splintex in the run and it somehow held on against Flit. Well, you're all right, aren't you? <laughs> Look, Not me. I was, I was still hemorrhaging by this stage, don't get me wrong. But uh, uh, Yeah, well, I, well I, I was trying to chop out on Anahe because uh, she's been a good one of mine for Snowden, so I've, I'm well in front on her. I think I had a big result. I, I went really hard on her for the previous year. I kind of thought that... Um, Dame Giselle was going to do the same thing as her and, and win and win on. But um, yeah, uh, what can I say about this? This cosmic force is, you know, it's worth thirty million or three million. Maybe you know when we, you know, we get into some, you know, you've got the breeding in the family. You know, he'll start off a five grand base or something, and he'll turn out to be a, an I am invincible type stallion because there's there's no better cult to look at in Sydney. I'm pretty sure of that, and. Um, He's just, yeah, I thought he'd be suited here. Heavy track, that's his go. He's performed his best on a heavy track. And I also thought, you know, Splintex, you know, honest, good Saturday kind of horse, um, but not much better off a month's break. That's not an ideal setup for a heavy track. Flit, backing up from that Melbourne all-star mile race, looked, you know, terrible. Um, I was just keen to play. So I, I unloaded here um, and, yeah, got my fingers burnt. It's awful. Mark, did you have a play in this race? And if not, how did you assess it going into the event? Well, it was really... I'm pretty happy with this, actually, because I, I think I went to bed Friday night 
with Cosmic Force a bet. That's what I was going to do. And something happened overnight. I can't tell you what. I can't remember what I dreamt or what happened. But I woke <laughs> up and I said, this stinks. This is not a bet Cosmic Force. Mm. Avoid. And thankfully, I avoided the whole race. I wouldn't have found Squintex. He, um, even though he had, he had a really, that rated really well, that race he won before his break. But yep. it was a, you know, six horse, 1100 metre race. So it was just a really different setup. So I sort of disregarded <laughs> that. But he's done, he's done all right again. But, I'm, yeah, the story of the race with me was ducking Cosmic Force. Um, I backed him in the Galaxy. He'd been really well backed. He was unsuited. You could easily excuse that run. So I thought, oh, well, you just go back to that really good first up run. And mm-hmm. uh, it just it, something wasn't right there. And uh, he was disappointing. He's pulled up lame, but I don't know. I don't know about him. Yeah. Well, can I tell you about my run with him? So first up. <laughs> Last time in, um, we had a five-unit play on him when he just got done by standout um, on yep. the line, so did my dough. Then the next start, I'm, I'm all over standout, yeah. who's unlucky, and Cosmic Force does me. So this horse, um, I've, I also found first up at Warwick Farm against Bivouac uh, when Bivouac beat it. I've always said it's a, it's a lovely-looking type since we've been doing these podcasts. And um, I've never, ever got on the right side of it. And <laughs> I still kind of like, you know, still he's still my, you know, still a hunk, you know, I'd still date him. But um, I don't know, fucking hell. I guess I guess I've got to let him go and, um, you know, hopefully we've got enough cash to, to bre- you know, the breeding fees. You know, maybe, maybe we, we can all pick him up. <laughs> you know, the 40 million's come down to one for this horse. I think, I think you're better off just letting it go. If it's that kind of abusive relationship, you're better off. <laughs> Never know. He could be in a cost of Lago. He could be a breeding. He could be the next I'm Invincible, this horse, off a very low base. Um, yep. Anyway, or I could be absolutely talking shit like so many of the breeders <laughs> are. Well, look, you'd have to assume that he gets a season as a four-year-old because so far to date, he's won a group two and a group three. So unless they're willing to go to war with those uh, figures behind them, he's got a little bit way to go. They're all a bit iffy, though. I mean... They've all got um, chinks in their armour, bivouac exceedance, all the things they're going to retire at the end of this year, you'd think so. I, 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 I mean, I, also, I don't care what they do with stuff. Yeah, but until their progeny uh, reappears, I don't care about sale prices, I don't care about any of that. Um, yeah, so who cares? But I think what we all care about, Mark, is race six, the Australian Oaks, the group one over 2,400, because Colette won, and we all got something out of that. Uh, they've gone even here for the class, 0.5 length slow to the 600. Uh, Mark, I'll start with yourself. Colette, best of the day. Just yep. just outline your thoughts on Colette versus, say, the others in the market with Probabil and Shout the Bar. Yeah, I thought, um, well, Colette was the one on the upward spiral. I missed the, I'm sort of filthy I missed the last week too, although she did go up very short and only is late, so that's probably why that was. But once she really stamped herself as, you know, a quality uh, staying type of filly last week, I thought, right, we know what we're dealing with here. Shout the Bar was flattered, flattered, flattered winning the binary. It was a leader's track anyway, and it was the slowest run race I think I've ever seen, and it's fallen across the line. So I was almost prepared to get rid of her. And Probabil, who I backed in the binary and actually was taking ground off Shout the Bar, ran quite well. Because of the lack of pace in that binary, that really still left a big question mark on her at 2,400 as well. And the only other one I had anywhere near him was Nudge, who had the perfect run behind Chat the Bar and couldn't beat it. So 
you had those two sort of opposing form lines, and I just had to be with Colette. She was spiralling upwards. I, I could find a negative for all the others in the market, and it was, yeah, it was just that simple. And it, it, ended, it turned out that way on the track too, which doesn't always happen. Yeah, I'm surprised that Colette didn't start shorter um, yeah. and, and completely outright favourite. There was support for Probabil, which really was a bit strange just given the way that it... I mean, either Opie would have to go forward from yeah. gate 12 and... Forward or back, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And in the end, he's gone back and the horse is never in the run. It, I, I think, just trying to reverse engineer what the robots or the syndicates want to do, is that she did have the best lifetime rating in the race, you know, the, the fun star form on and all that sort of stuff. So if they're just plugging in numbers, they could probably have it favourite. But mm. um, profile-wise, I, I couldn't have it. I couldn't have it ahead uh, of Colette, no. I um, I was just going to ask you, Rob. You haven't seen Colette yet in person, have you? But the, no, my the folks have. Folks have, yeah. Oh. oh, so yeah, I've never seen her. Like IndyCar earlier in the day, I just love the way she attacked the line. I think just my old mate in Singapore used to call it the hot fury finish, just really, you know, savaging the line, Charlie Seen style, as uh, Dicko might say. But he'd say, unleash the hot fury. And uh, he, she just did that last start off a really strong pace. And for me, that that meant that this thing was a good good bet. And I was so totally sus on Probabil on a soft track. Um, I think she's much better on a good track. Um, and, you know, when I saw the money and, I, and we're getting my 280, I was, I was hoping to get 280 about Colette and we got much more than that. And when Probabil went back and was pulling, you're just like, how can this thing lose? And you couldn't get any more on on, on the corner. It was like a dollar thirty before mm. they cornered. You know, Group One, Glenn Boss. Just he, he can get the job done. Sat it, sat it, one out, one back. Ping the lids. Never ever looked like getting beat. It was easy, wasn't it? Very I, uh, easy. I spoke to my dad after the races on Saturday evening, and he likened her to Leilani. So if there, any of the listeners out there want to. Wine went up from 45 years ago. That's a that's a good comparison for you. Well, yeah, a bit of what maybe a bit of wild iris about her too. I mentioned her a few weeks ago. She um she was a good good Adrian Knox winner into this. My mum sent me a text straight after the race like, what about that for a Melbourne Cup trial? And I've sent back, mum, you need 30 to one. That's beat beat absolute walkers. And she's but, like, oh, she's like, you're a tough judge. <laughs> oh, oh mum. Mum might have a point here because the internationals might not get in this mm. year. Oi, fair enough. That's that? that's that's an angle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe what Caulfield Cup? Definitely Caulfield Cup with no internationals. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Caulfield Cup with no international. She'd she'd you know rubber stamp her eight dollars. No yep. international. All right, well done, Mum. Okay, so we can move on. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you've both jumped the gun there. I'll come back to that a little bit later on with another potential handicapping spring chance. But race seven was the Sydney Cup over 3,200. Clearly the fastest race of the day. They've gone 7.1 lengths fast to the 600. And uh, Etta James, you've mentioned G-Boss, Group 1 G-Boss. Well, he doesn't seem like he's actually doing anything outside of Group 1s at the moment, but he doesn't really have to because he's just really in cash. Um Got the job done. Etta James defeated the chosen one in Raheen House. There was a bit of interference there with the the two Australian bloodstock horses trying to smash into each other um, half the way up the straight. Uh, Rob, Raheen House for yourself. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, was, I was a bit dirty because my mate in Singapore, he, you know, he was 
he loves his, this sort of stuff, and he sent Etta James as a bet to me, and I, I left it out of the numbers, but I had it in the quaddy. Um, and, uh, yeah, on the corner, I was on pretty good terms with myself with Raheen House. He's it, into, like, $3 on Betfair in run. I'm like, no, nah, leave it, leave it, leave it. No more, no more, no more, no more. Just let it go. Just let it go. And uh, luckily I did. Um, didn't unload at the three because I was already on the six and the seven for a fair bit and um, just couldn't believe what I was seeing. They're just smashing into each other. Um, yeah, so I found that very, very odd. And... Um, I don't know, moved on kind of quickly, but I, I thought, yeah, I was a bit, I was a bit stiff here. Uh, maybe I was, maybe, maybe I wasn't, but what what are they doing? You know, someone's got to have a word to... to who's who's at fault here, Mark? Oh, yeah, I, I was just watching it again this morning. I'm I, Probably Nash, I think, was at fault, if anyone. Um, but uh, Douglas saw him coming and uh, <laughs> almost turned it back on him. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit of fault on both sides, but... I think Nash found himself in a spot he didn't want to be and was just going to do the normal Nash thing and um, uh, crash through or crash, as they say, and uh, he, he didn't get out. Um, I was on Raheem House too, and it certainly didn't help, but I'd, I just think the winner's gone really, really well, and so is the Tozen one, actually, and I don't know how much it's cost for Raheem House. I, I was the same as you. I thought I thought I was on the winner at the turn, for sure. 100%. It was into $3. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I've got a bit of seven fifty at two. I was uh, on good terms with myself, but uh, yeah. <sighs> two hundred meter horse out of Jones had no weight on the wet track. I really like the backup for Raheen House. Um, yeah, me too. I thought on this testing track that's going to be a big plus, and well, it certainly wasn't a negative. He's run well. And the stable's flying. Uh, Kieran Ma, David Eustace, certainly. Yeah, um, Glenn, Bo- Glenn Boss. So Kieran that, Ma. That was first run for them, wasn't it? Yes. Okay, uh, yeah, because I remember this being just a Melbourne plotter, this this Edo James, not much good. I guess that's Sydney yeah, stars. Um, with a camp in New Zealand, then Matt, Matt Tamani had it over here. That's right, that's right. I, I'm sure Dicko unloaded on it one day on a, on a Wednesday at Sandown, you know. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's here it is, winning a group one. Yeah, uh, and I'm not sure we'll ever speak about this race ever again. Um <laughs> The favourite was Young Rascal for William Haggis and Tommy Markwand, and they didn't get it there, but they did in the next. The Queen Elizabeth over the 2000, Adib, uh, was pretty dominant in the end, I guess you could say, defeating very elegant and the Japanese horse, Danon Premium. Um, interesting betting race, because really neither of the two favourites were particularly well-backed on the day, it must be said. Um I guess there was that decent enough spruik about both of them leading up to the race, but I'm not really sure anyone knew. There was money for Tiakau Shark. Melody Bell was backed well during the day and then drifted right out in the last minute or two of betting. And I guess Master of Wine had its admirers earlier, but again, it seemed to drift out late. Rob, I'll start with yourself. Um, is there any of these horses that you would really like to follow going into the spring? That's assuming that a Deeb and Dane on premium aren't here. Uh, very elegant on a, on a soft track. She'll be hard to beat whatever she races in. Uh, Master of Wine um, is, 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 you know, probably the best handicapper. He and Colette seem to, you know, be, would be one and two in a Caulfield Cup market, I'd suggest. Buddy Colding here, I, I, I put a little bit on him in run. He seemed to find a nice spot and was travelling beautifully for Glenn and, and given up really weakly. 
but to answer your question, um, you know, Melody Bell back to Mayor's Grade on Derby Day in a wet track. Um, but yeah, not not much. I'll, and the only other thing I'll say is how good are the Japanese? Like this denim premium just looked bloody sharp. It looked fit as a trout. And you know, maybe on a you know a championship where you can horses all horses get their chance, then it might have finished a lot closer. We would have had a better race. There's a lot of crap going on about oh Greg Radley. Oh, well, didn't it deliver this race? And I'm like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> like the good thing won. The good thing won. So I was, I was yeah. I, was, I had a little little win on the race. I sent the winner out on top. It does look like a class weight for age horse, but I can't say too much. I haven't really seen it in the flesh. Yeah, look for me it was. A- bit of spruiking garbage this race and I still am just bored by the overall what it, whatever it was. Uh, Mark, did you play in the race? I did. I, did um, I held fire in the morning just waiting to see what the track was going to be like and uh, my basic thinking was dry or at least improving down on premium wet a day. So I, ended up having, I didn't have a massive crack at it but I had something on it and um, I, I thought down, down in premium ah, sorry, down on premium looked the winner at the 300, didn't he? He just mm. rolled into it, but I'm sure it's a wet track that's found that light. Um, despite deep impact, none of them are wet trackers. Well, they never see him over there either. So, uh, no. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think on a dry track down on premium, premium would have to be favourite, even if they backed up again this week. Uh, Dave's a very good wet tracker, um, as is very elegant. But yeah, this is, yeah, there's not much there, is there? Um, down declares having just that sort of two-run tick over autumn prep for the Melbourne Cup, I assume. Um, that's what he was doing there. Wrong race at this stage. Master of Ryan won, but went pretty well. Tiaki Shark. He's so good. He'll, he'll win some races, but God, he's a bad horse to back. <laughs> oh, he is. He's just a shocking horse to back. Yeah. Because yeah. of that racing style. Oh, it's just awful. But, um, but like I say, he's good enough that he'll, he'll keep winning some races. But, yeah. oh, geez, a bad bet. Yeah, so he's probably going to end up with like a 30, 40% winning strike rate over his career, which is you know, going to start, you know, shorter than that in so many races. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think he had some feed issues or something. So I was I was very sus on him. Um, down on premium, got out to like nearly six bucks. And then uh, I don't know if the, the Japanese are getting on bet fair, but um, <laughs> I know that I know they were betting on the race and um, they weren't going to get, let him go around that short, uh, that long, I mean. Uh, uh, yeah. The winner's a good good wet tracker. Anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, uh, so this was the race where I was just talking about before in terms of if you oh, yeah. were going to back Colette or Master of Wine going into, say, a Caulfield Cup, do you have a leaning at this stage? I am um, following a bit of chat on Twitter um, about what weights they might get with no internationals in it. Uh, Dominic Byrne was suggesting he, he came up with something like very elegant 57, Master of Wine 56, Colette 51 and a half. Um, I know she's a year younger than, or yeah, a year younger than them, but, um, or more. I'd be on her with that weight pool, I think. Um, that would be my first thought. Master of Wine 56, and I, I can see his reasoning why he'd get that much. Uh, in a normal year, he wouldn't get anything like 56, but uh, yeah, four and a half kilos, that would tip me in Colette's favour, I think. Rob, for yourself, any thoughts or just play on? Oh, just, I just play on, see how the track is on the day. Um, but Colette did show that she could settle a bit closer, mm. which I think is, um, you know, in her favour. Or maybe that was just a great, you know, bossy ride. But, and yeah. She can, she can also accelerate at the end of a trip, which uh, 
if you're going to bring weight into it, that's the sort of horse that a lightweight will suit. Sign of a good horse, mate. I All agree. Right. <laughs> Uh, then we'll jump into race nine, the Legacy Stakes, the Queen of the Turf. I still call it Queen of the Turf. I don't know why they changed mm. the name, to be honest. Uh, 1600 Group 1, wait for age for Phillies and Mares. Conte Partillo defeated Funstar and Dance, Dance, Dance. Um, Rob, we'll start with yourself. Thoughts of the uh, Phillies and Mares here? Um, look, I'm a bit, bit dark that I've, I've left out Conte Partillo. Um it's, you know, had that wet track lead up wind, horses flying, but it's a horse that parades with a pony, which I just, 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 just not me. Don't like it. Um, Fun Star, I was very keen to take on. It's run very well, so I didn't really get that right. Um, jumped on the Toya a bit late, late in the day for that. Um, missed, missed my boat. I was I'm always going to take on Positive Peace. They had something small on Dance, Dance, Dance. I thought she was going better than. You know, her form suggested this prep. She ran really well first up. Um, I think it was in that the famous Erethea and Natoya race where she was really unsuited that day and, and ran really well. Um, couldn't have Elise on a wet track. I've, I, I know that. And um, Noir, well, you know, just for a little mental health, I had something a little, a little very, very small on her. But, um, uh, yeah, a little bit dark. The old mate in Singapore, he was crowing here. He he, he had Conor Pero. He, he got the quaddy again. And, um, yeah, I, I, I was dark because I know you like Conor Patero on figures, Pete, and it's going to race forward. But I was, yeah, yeah, I got this one wrong. Um, maybe a bit punch drunk from all the betting I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, did you ever play in the Queen of the Turf? Yeah, I did. I uh, pulled the right rein again here. This is, again, something happened overnight. Cause I, again, I think I've gone to bed thinking I'm going to back Funstar at around three dollars ish if I could get it. Um and yeah, just backed off her on Saturday morning again and decided I'd go a bit wider with Amangiri and Conte Patero and not huge bets, but uh, got the money and consolidated a, a winning day for me, which was very good. And this was never gonna lose in the run either. No, it was bolting, wasn't it? Yeah. Um uh, Well yeah, I, I had something on Amangiri as well. I know you're pretty keen on that, Pete. Yeah, I, I took 26 in the all-in market, so I didn't um, have anything further on it because it was basically half that for most of the day. But, um, yeah, made sure I had a decent crack at, at Connie and she paid for dinner, which was very nice of her. She's one of my uh, my better long-standing relationships with um, with a female over the last six to 12 months. So, uh, <laughs> good. May, may it last into the spring as well. Um, but, no, she, she's been in, in absolutely red-hot form for Waterhouse and Bot, I think. Their stables being probably the one that, if you wanted to follow across over the carnival period, I think they've really done uh, the best job out of those big Sydney stables. So, props to uh, to them. Just you know, continuing on for the battlers there that they are the Waterhouse Clan. Um, but we'll jump into the Sapphire Stakes in the last twelve hundred, and um, Nash Rowilla jumped on board White Moss in the morning. It was that late jockey change, and he's basically yeah. just ridden her with intent about five, six wide for most of the race, and the horse has really just completely bolted in here. Um, yeah. Rob, I'll start with yourself. Any thoughts out of the Sapphire? Uh, I was still thinking Rails and Run was somehow suited uh, at this point. Um, probably wasn't, but I don't know if I ever really got a full handle on the track um, all day, um, but well, I had some. 
you know, I found a horse that's just not one of my horses. Um, Manicure off a, off a low draw. Had something small on Bangkok. I think that's a pretty good wet tracker. Um, Fasika, she's, she's, she's honest, but she was just a little bit too short for me. Mm. And um, I just thought Miss X Factor was outgraded and I missed my chance there. Um, Savatiano looked a bit short to me. Again, I prefer this horse fresh. You know, I wasn't going to get sucked into her. And um, yeah, old girl white moss. Um, she's white these days. She's really, um, you know, doing that that grey to, to white thing. And um, look, I don't know. Just just turn it off after this. Let yeah, it, go. it was a bit of a funny old day, as you said, Rob. Uh, of the races under or a mile or under, only one horse for the entire day is actually one settling on the rail. Um, and considering there was a, a reasonably strong westerly for at least the second half of the card, at least you would have thought that some of those horses out wide would have been buffeted around. But that's wasn't reasonably start. strong, mate. Yeah. It wasn't reasonably strong. It was blowing a bloody <laughs> gale. It was fifty k's an hour. It was yeah. trees yeah. were shaking. It was proper. And that's what I'm thinking. The horses on the outside are going to get going to get smashed. You want you want a little bit of cover anyway. So I don't you know. know that, <sighs> does that maybe yeah, say that the uh, no. With that same, we know horse uh, in races up to 1,400 metres didn't settle rails in one last mm. week. All the winners were rails in one. So does that mean that the inside of the track was just so atrociously bad that you just couldn't make any ground no matter where, you, no matter what the race was run? It was, it was a little bit, it's still probably a little bit confusing, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, oh, well, Van Jellick in the uh, two-year-old Phillies race mm. hugged the fence and went super. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, it, 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 Indy Car came down the ice. That, that ice bath should have just about won that. Yeah. Um, and, and that was rails in run. Um, through the cracks, sailed down the outside, but he he made maybe just way better than them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, away game, I think that was, that was a bit of a tough you know, Bossy got it off. I did lay that in run, you know. <laughs> it wasn't going very well. And then I unloaded on fucking Cosmic Force. Yeah, it was it was a bad 40 minutes. But anyway, I, I got away with, you know, out doing too much damage. Um, anyway, it's not all about me. But, but, what are we rolling on to? We've got, we got day three next week. We're going to be on a heavy 12? It's going to be good weather all week, so, but I don't know what that means. I've given up this track forecasting caper. It's- Waste of time. I don't, I don't know. It'll probably get three mils the day before. It'll go from a five, yeah. five to a nine. Yeah, exactly. Well, three on the three mils on the day. Oh, anyway, I, I, it's a it's a bit of a joke, man. The, the the track is a bit of a joke in in Sydney at the moment. They're, they're, they're atrocious. I heard a conspiracy theory. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, tell me, tell, tell me. Sorry, I, I love I love conspiracy theories. Okay. I've just correct myself there. A theory, I shouldn't have said conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that uh, there'd been some surreptitious, unreported watering of the track that, uh, for the international visitors, but I think that might be bullshit. Yeah. Well, Japanese wouldn't be pleased with that. No, exactly. And uh, I, I just think that the tracks aren't standing up to racing and any, any uh, precipitation at all just sends them to pieces. Well, we've got a heavy eight at Warwick Farm today as well. Um, so it seems to be across the board that uh, the tracks aren't necessarily coping with any sort of precipitation. The only should move, should move, sorry, Mark, you should move them to either Broadmeadow, yes, Great Kenzo, Great. or Canterbury. They're they're the only tracks that can handle water, and yeah. Broadmeadow is probably the best. The championship should be there next year. 
Canterbury holds the water all up, and it's a one-lane highway. <laughs> all right, well, let's go to Broadmeadow. Championships <laughs> at Broadmeadow. I'd, I'd, I think that's better. That's a great track, and, and it can hold, handle a heap of rain. I, uh, I would love to see the Chinese races run at Newcastle. It's good. It's a it's a better track than the Sydney tracks by a mile, but um, <laughs> I can't see it happening. <laughs> Mind you, if there's no one on course, does it matter where they race? Exactly. So, food for thought to the uh, to PVL and rugby league country. Um, not that that would ever happen, but you never know. No. Um, Mark for. Champion bets and winning edge investments. What's your week looking like at this stage? Uh, as you mentioned, we've got Warwick Farm this afternoon. I didn't mind the look of this card, but it's been knocked around by scratchings and the um, the uh, good old early market percentages made it hard to get involved this morning, but we'll see what happens there. Found one or two, but uh, what have got? Newcastle tomorrow, Kenzo Wednesday, Wyom Thursday. So plenty on before Saturday. All right. And Rob, uh, we'll be back at it on Saturday Yes, day three. Um, I'll have to try and find some enthusiasm before then. But for yourself, yeah, I'm sure do, you'll, mate. you'll be fighting. You'll be fired up. Of course I will, mate. You know, Saturday morning at Toei, you love it. Um, all right, boys. Until then, go well. I'll speak to you soon. Okay, don't worry. See ya. Cheers. Thanks, guys.